You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Hey, welcome to church today. We are so excited that you could join us. My name is Adam and this is Don. And uh, if you're from Southport Church of Christ, welcome. Burley Church of Christ, welcome. We're so excited that we can partner together as we open God's Word uh, in this season. Um, But Don, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, Adam. Actually, I'm really excited today. So good. Absolutely. It wasn't long ago that you and I sat at this same table um, and we had some some hot chili wings um, and we got to hear your story. Yes. that was that was an experience, wasn't it? Absolutely, it was. I had a great time, but yeah. man, that chili! Whoa, it, it was hot. I'm oh. glad. I'm glad we're not doing it again. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Um, but hey, shameless plug. If you want to check that out, head to uh, our YouTube channel, Alive Youth GC, episode three, and you can see um, myself and Don uh, opening up his story and having a bit of fun along the way with some chili and some chicken. Um, but ro- last week we spoke about, um, we saw Pastor Steve and Pastor Lee um, kick off our brand new series, Good Questions, um, where we look at the questions Jesus asked. And so uh, last week we looked at the question uh, Jesus asked his disciples, which was, who do you say that I am? Uh, I guess one of the most important questions that we can ask, Don. That's right, Adam. And so this week, oh, we're going to look at the book of Mark. I look at the question Jesus asked the crowds surrounding him. Who touched me, Adam? Yeah. And so if you have your Bible, your iPad, your smartphone, please get them. And before we read it together, uh, is it okay, Adam, if you pray for us? I'd love to do that. Let's, uh, let's pray together. Father, I, I thank you that we can you know, come before you now and uh, we can open your word. I pray, Father, that you would just use you know, our broken words for your glory. Um, I pray, Father, that you would just speak to us, whether, you know, no matter where we are, um, whether we're alone in our, in our room or, or whether we're on a Zoom chat with our house church, um, I pray that, that we would just begin to grasp uh, um, how great your love and your grace is. And so I pray you'd just be with us in this time. Uh, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So church, uh, we will be reading from Mark chapter 5, verses yeah. 21 to 34. So make your way and get your Bible. Here's some context to Jesus' journey so far. And in this passage, we see Jesus' popularity growing every single day. People are getting healed. In um, chapter 5, verses 1 to 20, a demon-possessed man was set free and got healed by the Lord Jesus. The man begged him to come with with him, but Jesus says, no, I want you to go home and tell your family, Adam, and tell them how the Lord has done for you Mm. and how he loved you so much and set you free. And the people were amazed, Adam. Yeah, wow. And now I guess we kick off uh, in our reading today, uh, which is Mark chapter 5, 21 to 34. So why don't we uh, read that together? Verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. When one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus... He fell at his feet. 
He pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subjected to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she, had, she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see, the people crowding, crowding against you, his disciples answered. Yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. What a powerful story this yeah. is, Adam. An example of where Jesus reveals how high and how wide yeah. his mercy and love is. Mm. And now to begin to understand the questions Jesus asked, who touched me? Yeah. It is important that we have a little bit of understanding of this story. Can you tell us about that, Adam? Yeah, I'd love that. So a bit of context about what's going on. So first we see this large crowd uh, pressing in on Jesus. Uh, they're, they're following him and he's beside the sea. Now, I can imagine, Don, this was a little bit like, I don't know, Rabina, I mean, pre-COVID-19, uh, Rabina Town Center, Christmas Eve, right? Yep. Uh, it is just packed with people everywhere doing last-minute shopping. You and I wouldn't do that, though, would no, we? No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> people just absolutely everywhere, right? Pressing in. And then we're introduced to two, I guess, anxious people yeah. in the story. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is verse 22, uh, and we're introduced to a man named Jairus. Now, a little bit about Jairus, we know that he was an important and highly respected man. He was uh, not just a synagogue official, but he was a chief official. This meant that he was the highest religious official in Capernaum. He was responsible for the total administration and uh, operation uh, of the synagogue. And he was a wealthy and influential man in his community. And he comes before Jesus desperate for his help. It tells us that he falls down to, at his feet. And, and, and the Greek, this simply renders that he actually worshipped Jesus. And Jesus responds by picking him up. Now, regardless of what this might mean um, for his reputation or status, he knew for the sake of the 12-year-old daughter, his 12-year-old daughter, um, dying at home, he desperately needed help. So even though Jairus was uh, you know, a man of immense influence and wealth, uh, his resources could not save his dying daughter. What he needs is a miracle. And so off he goes. And Jesus says, all right, let's do it. Not those exact words, but let's head to your house. And so now Jesus is walking in the middle of the crowd. And verse 30 says this, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. And he just stops. 
And he turns around and he asks the question, who touched me? It's a good question, isn't it, Don? It is a good question. It's a good question. Absolutely. He, and here we are introduced to this woman uh, who isn't given a name, uh, but has been suffering from an incurable disease. This woman, a bit, like, a bit unlike Jairus' uh, daughter, who had, I guess, 12 years of life so far, this woman had had 12 years of suffering, Don. Absolutely. And this cost her greatly. I mean, socially and, and, uh, and emotionally. Because according to Levitical law, and you can look it up in Leviticus chapter 15, at the time, this woman, uh, condition, her condition meant that she was continuously ceremonially unclean. The implications of this for her um, meant that everything that she uh, had and everything that she touched was identified as unclean. And, and this included her family as well. Um, this included uh, her husband, if she had one. This is done COVID-19 Absolutely. to the max, Absolutely. like to, to the very max that we can think of, this isolation. Um, and then religiously, she was excluded from the synagogue, um, from the temple, a place of worship. Because again, if she touched someone, that stopped them from actually worshiping God. Absolutely. And then lastly, financially, in verse 26, it says she spent all that she had. It, 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 it bankrupt her. From all the, the money she spent seeking out cures from the doctors around her, it actually left her in poverty. And so let's just read that, that passage again in verse 27. Let's read together. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and she touched his cloak. For she kept saying, if only I touch his clothes, I will be healed. At once the bleeding stopped. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Jesus knew at once that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? This woman is thinking, If I just get to Jesus, if I just get to Jesus, my life will be changed. Jairus is thinking, Hey, if I just can get Jesus to my daughter, things are going to change. But here's the thing, Don, we see two characters from two, I guess, completely different stories and worlds, but there's actually something that they share. Absolutely, Adam, you're right. Two different stories, but we have here, we can see that these two characters share two things in common. Yeah. They both had needs and exceeded their resources and their control. Yeah. The things they had to offer were not enough, Adam, yeah. to bring the breakthrough they wanted. Mm. I think you and I, Adam, can uh, somewhat relate to this story. I wonder if you ever, ever felt like you were at the end of life mm. or in the end of the line. You feel like you have tried everything, Adam, uh, but nothing seems to change. Mm. Maybe you're watching today and you feel like that. So church, as we dive into this passage, let's sit on this question. And here's the first question. Do you have a need and your resources, what you have to offer is not enough? Great question. Let's, uh, let's talk about that now. 
What a powerful story though, Don. Two characters uh, with two different stories uh, met by the one saviour uh, with mercy and grace. That's right, Adam. Jesus showed no partiality. Church, we need to remind ourselves that we are sinners saved by the grace of God. And the Apostle Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 3, verses 9 to 12, and then verse 23, it says, What then? Are we better than they? Hmm. No, not at all. But we are already charged that both Jews and Gentiles are all under sin. As it is written, there is no one righteous. No, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks after God. They have all turned aside together. They have become worthless. There is no one who does good, Adam. No one that one. For all have sinned and come short to the glory of God. Church. If there is ever any good thing that comes out of us, it's due to His grace, mm. not our willingness. He plants, He nurtures, He ripens any good fruit in our lives, all by His grace. Mm. Jesus stops to help one sinner along the way. And He is at His leisure to help anyone who humbles themselves mm enough to ask for help and then there's this realization that the lord jesus doesn't place jarius with his wealth and power above this destitute slowly dying woman a need is a need and the lord jesus meets them at his will it doesn't matter whether you are rich or poor adam whether you're jews or gentile famous or non-famous jesus will welcome you and help you if you genuinely ask for his help Mm. you know adam so often we leave we love to do things that when there is uh, a benefit for us and sometimes we only talk to the people who like us and dress like us Mm. And, and sometimes Uh, We tend to neglect the people in the fringe because they don't look like us. They don't dress like us. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's great, Don. And I mean, yourself, you've been uh, in ministry now for over 21 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Could you, I guess, share with us a bit of a story that, you you know, maybe you've seen um, of this happen? Yeah, there's actually a story where uh, this uh, college student, so he lived in, in the outback. Yeah. And so he now studied like in the Grip University here uh, in the urban area. And so uh, he was, uh, Saturday he visited the place and then Sunday he's looking for a church. So he found this church, Adam. Yeah. And so when he entered the door, a massive crowd and all these people wear nice clothes, especially uh, a lot of them wearing tie and suit. Denim jackets. Oh, my. He's only wearing shirt and de- yeah. <laughs> denim jeans. And as he walked uh, along, he couldn't find a seat right in the front, Adam. Mm. And so, and people start looking at him as he walked mm. towards near the pulpit. And he couldn't find a seat and he just sat on the floor. Mm. And then there's the deacon. Um, 
walks toward him and the pastor is watching yeah. he's just just about to preach mm. and then the deacon adam yeah sat next to him he gave it a pat and say you're welcome here yeah. and the pastor says well you witness that is the sermon itself and i'm just going to close in prayer oh man what a powerful story how incredible is that absolutely there there is no partiality in jesus love mm -hmm. um, and we see that through that man in that story absolutely so let let me uh pass a question on to you guys at home as you stop now um, let me ask you this understanding your status do you think you deserve God's favor? And question two is this, do you show favoritism with how you love people in this world? Let's talk about that now, Don. Okay. So here we have Adam. These two people, they have their breakthrough yeah. in their story. Uh, but we spoke before, I just can't imagine, Adam, their story wasn't easy for them. No, I can't imagine how difficult it would have been. I mean, firstly for this woman, day in, day out, she was isolated, she was alone for 12 years. And then we got Jairus, and, and he's going with Jesus to you know, see his daughter, and Jesus stops, and he waits, and he begins talking to someone, and in that moment, he gets the news that his daughter has, has died. I mean, things can't get any messier here. First, for, for this life that this woman lived up until this point for 12 years. But secondly, for Jairus, when his whole life just would have come crashing down. And maybe you're at home right now and, and you're suffering due to circumstances that are out of your hands. You might feel like you're an hour, in an hour of need, but nothing seems to happen. Let me give you confidence today from the Word of God. Jesus turns and replies and says in verse 36, Do not fear, only believe. Jesus looks at your, you and I in this moment and he says, Do not fear, only believe, Don. And this word believe is to entrust, to have confidence in. And Jesus can say these words to Jairus. And he can say these words to us today because Jesus is sovereign. Jesus is in control. The woman didn't surprise Jesus. He didn't ask the question because, you know, uh, who touched me because he actually didn't know. He just had something bigger planned for her, Don. He knew Jairus' daughter would die, but he was doing something so much greater than they could see and that we could see in this moment. You see, COVID-19, 2020, with all that is happening, friends, let me say this. Jesus is on the throne. Jesus is in control. Colossians 1, 15 to 17. Let me read this to you. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For all things in heaven and on earth were created in him. All things, whether visible or invisible, whether thrones or dominions, whether principalities or power, all things were created through him and for him. He himself is before all things and all things are held together in him. Church, that is a powerful passage. You see, Paul here, Paul here describes the supremacy of Christ, his work as creator. 
and his continuing relationship to the world that he has made. He has he is before all things and he holds all things together. This means that he is outside of his creation. He was first. He is the eternal God that is on the throne. And C.S. Lewis writes this. He says he is over creation as king and as sovereign, not subjected to it, but part of it, but infinitely related to it. Or as the Sunday school song goes, he's got the whole, whole world, world in his hands, got the, the whole, whole world. Anyway, we, we, we know the song, right? This world, each breath that we take does not carry on without his hand. You see, Jesus demonstrates this power so evidently if you just turn one chapter before this is happening. that The waves are going over the boat. These, these disciples feel like they are drowning, that all things are going to go wrong. Jesus stands up and he speaks to the storm. And he says, peace, be still. And it goes flat. Absolutely. The disciples reply, they say, who then is this that he commands the winds and the water and they obey him? So, Don, what does this mean? It means that if you are like this woman and right now you are at home and, and you are sick, you can have, you can have hope because Jesus is king. It means that if right now you've lost your job and you're struggling uh, and your health isn't keeping up, you can have hope. Why, Don? Because Jesus is king. That's right. We, you, you can have and fill in the blank whatever struggle you may be having right now and you can have hope. Why? Because Jesus is king. And so, and so, Don, isn't that exciting? Oh, that's exciting, Adam. That's right. And, and Jesus responds, like you said, do not fear, only believe. Yeah. And friends, what's your response in this time? Let them ask you this question. In a time of uncertainty, do you trust God? And the second question is, when God didn't turn up the way we wanted, do we still trust Him? Let's talk about those two questions right now. Don, in all honesty, it's actually hard to trust God uh, in times of in suffering, in times of uncertainty. Um, but I guess it's an understanding that God is doing greater things that we can see. This delay Jesus uh, had actually resulted in a greater miracle. And we see this is shown through this question, who touched me? That's right, Adam. This question is deeper than when, what we think. Yeah. Why did Jesus ask that question? Why did Jesus deal with her publicly? And why uh, did Jesus not simply allow her uh, to remain unnoticed, Adam, mm. and go her own way? For one thing, Adam, he did it for her own sake. Yeah. He wanted her to be uh, something more than just a healer. He wanted this woman to be her savior mm. and friend as well. Mm. And he wanted her to look at his face, Adam, mm. and feel his tenderness 
and his loving words of assurance. And by this time Jesus finished uh, speaking to her, she experienced something, Adam, more than just physical healing. Mm. But actually, it was a spiritual healing. She was saved. And he called her. The beauty of this, Adam, he called her daughter. Yeah. And so she went on her way with a benediction of peace. A friends to be made whole mean more than just receiving a physical healing. Yeah. The Lord Jesus has given her salvation. And so, Don, I know that you've experienced a little bit of this in your life. Absolutely. Um, can you share maybe a story of um, how Jesus, you know, took you out of the crowd uh, and spoke to you? I'd love to. Yes. Uh, during those days, I was in a dark place, really dark place, doing a lot of bad things. And uh, I, I almost end my life because I felt unworthy. Mm. And yet God saved me through a, a classmate, invited me uh, to a youth group, and there I was. God touched me, mm. and, and he changed my life for good. Yeah, and, wow. Yes. And so, friends, there are thousands of people around the world today who are in the crowd, mm. just like this woman who need help to find answer to her problem. Yeah. And just like uh, Jerry is a man with a dying daughter and the Lord Jesus is inviting you to come to him and he promised to give you rest for your soul yeah. friends are you tired of running your own life you tried everything to find solution to your problems just like this woman just like me before and end up in misery why not come to him right now? You need to let go and then surrender your burden to God. Mm. You know, in Matthew 11, I just want to read it to you, verse 28 to 30, it says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And if you are that person who need healing, restoration, and perhaps deliverance from an addiction of some sort, I want to pray for you. But before I pray, some of you watching this message today, you realize you haven't made that personal commitment to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and you want to invite him into your life, into your heart as your Lord and Savior. And you can say that prayer. If you're ready, you can follow me. We're going to put that on the screen. It says, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sin and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. 
What a powerful prayer and a life-changing prayer and something that we just celebrate uh, here uh, at Southport and at Burley, just people restored back to their, uh, their creator, uh, this relationship with God that is offered to them. And so if they've, you know, you've made that decision today, there's a, a button on our website that just says, Follow Jesus. And so you can click that uh, and there's going to be some information that will come up to take you through some next steps about what that looks like um, but what a powerful passage we opened today, Don. Absolutely. Before we pray, and for those of you uh, sitting in your lounges, maybe you need healing, you need to be restored, you need to be delivered. Uh, you just got to let go and, and just surrender that to God yeah. in your own time before we pray. And God will set you free. Mm. Okay, so Don, as we finish now, why don't you pray for us, uh, for those at home that are struggling, you know, that aren't wanting to surrender that over to God and just, you know, find His peace and help in that time, and um, we'll finish up. I love to, Adam. Let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you for this wonderful time we have together. Thank you, uh, Lord, that you are God of mercy and love. You love to help people in their troubles, like Jerry's and this woman and Lord there are people right now who are suffering and you want to release them and so I pray right now that you release them in the name of Jesus Christ that they will receive your healing power thank you for your love bless in Jesus name amen amen Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, God bless, and we hope you guys have an incredible week.